Hello and welcome to another episode of the Professionally Depressed Podcast with me, your host, Anthony DeFrancia, uh, the man that you don't know because you have no reason to know. Uh, today is April 16th of 2023 and it's a Sunday, so let's just hop right into what we got going on for uh, kind of updates with the week and where my thoughts have been, where my mind's been the past week, um, it's been an interesting one for sure. A lot has happened since the last recording of this podcast. Um, I honestly don't remember what I talked about last time. Can't remember if I mentioned that uh, I was getting into the dating world, dating scene. Uh, I do know that I talked about wanting to do uh, stand-up comedy again. And getting back into it so I have stories and situations evolving all of the aforementioned so firstly I'm not gonna go into my events day by day because that's just boring um, so I'm just gonna go over kind of the stuff that I think is more interesting so on Tuesday um, I organized a date with a young lady um, met her on Facebook dating, and it seems that that's where I'm getting a lot of my success is from Facebook dating, um, as opposed to Tinder. I don't know what it is about Tinder, if I'm just not, um, having the right approach, or if there's just different expectations on there, I'm sure, but, uh, Facebook dating has been working out well, um, as far as getting dates. I'll get into more of where I started this week and where I'm ending this week today because I've gone through a whole just in the course of even 48 hours I've my you know my third eye has opened to many things out there in like the dating world so uh so yeah on Facebook dating there's just a ton of messes so I think that's also part of the reason why it's going uh somewhat well is because I'm, you know, I think I'm an attractive guy. I mean, you have no uh, reference just listening to my voice, but I do, I do okay. Um, I, I think I, I'm fine enough. I'm like I'm a five, seven, like about 150 pounds, uh, mostly muscle kind of thing. Uh, I wear glasses. I have. Uh, black dark black hair that's like pretty short like combed over to one side that is there to my only f my only main flaw is that I have like uh you know starting to have lose some hair on the very top just because of my jeans you know so uh you could see you know you could see that but aside from that <laughs> um I got a charming smile and I get I grow beards very fast um I always have like a five o'clock shadow because I, I just even if I shave, uh, it just is always coming back. So, uh, so yeah, on Facebook dating, there's a ton of just yeah disasters of women, and uh, I've been using them mainly for. I'm not attracted to a majority of them, to be frank with you, my audience. But it, I've been using it as like practice for talking to women um, and then especially setting up like dates where if the date doesn't go well and I never, you know, uh, I don't want to talk to that girl again or she doesn't want to talk to me again. I don't feel like, you know, when there's some beauty involved, it just is something you want to kick yourself for because it's a missed opportunity. You know, you're like, oh, shit, like, how did I how did I fuck that up? You know? <laughs> But, uh, so I had a date on Tuesday, uh, with a young lady, and by young, I mean 32 or some shit. Uh, she had a kid, and she works for Party City. So I, uh, she lives like about an hour away, but for whatever reason, she happened to be working at the Party City that was a couple minutes from my house. So, I live by a, a mall here in Olympia, the Capitol Mall, and uh, so I wanted to meet her there, 
and get her, you know, just kind of have sit down and have conversation because that's what I'm looking for on like a first date, um, or that's what I was looking for. Again, I, well, I'll get into how things may be shifting for me, but uh, yeah, just sit down and have some conversation, talk about stuff, learn about each other um, in an environment where I'm where you don't have a lot of distractions. You can just be there with your drink. You know, we got some bubble tea and uh, just talk with each other, you know, um, and really just uh, like uh, leave an open playing field for where the conversation can go. Um, so despite that being my intention, none of that ended up happening. Um, so she... When she first got there, I was waiting in the food court, and from the food court, I could see across to there's another entry into the mall. You know how malls will have, you know, five, six entries or what have you. See to the other entry, and right at that other entry was the bubble tea spot that I agreed to meet her at. So, you know, I'm texting her like, I'm here, you here, all that shit, just the logistics of meeting with somebody. And then I see her walk in the door, and she's wearing, uh, like, a poof ball beanie. Um, I think it's, like, a Seattle Seahawks one as well. And she's short, like, uh, maybe 5'2", five 5'1", five something like that, maybe. Um, and she's on her phone, and I'm like, okay, she doesn't kind of look like what she does in the photos, because... That's another thing in dating is that, uh, I mean, I'm not the first one to observe it by any means, but that uh, women look a lot different <laughs> in real life than they portray themselves in photos. And she was rough looking to begin with. <laughs> so uh, pretty much all I discovered when she, I saw her in person is that her chin doesn't exist. Like her face is like uh, almost like a teardrop upside down teardrop shape right like the point being at her chin or where her chin would be and then it just like fades into her neck she was like super skinny like rail thin just small <laughs> girl um and when i saw her i walked up to her and i was coming like i was hyping myself up all day of like yeah okay i need to come with this kind of confidence you know i need to come out the gate with like my charm put my best attributes out on the table be ready for like conversation keeping the you know juggling the conversation keeping the fires lit all that kind of thing and i walk up to her and i'm like uh you know trying to be cordial trying to be nice and i'm like oh hey uh stephanie is her name uh, and then she doesn't look at me like she's looking at the menu for the boba tea spot and she's just staring at it intently like like a uh it, like it's like a bloodhound you know like when the bloodhound sniffs the uh, clothes of a perp they're trying to find um and he just like you know points points the one direction and just stays there and just doesn't move until like instructed otherwise she was doing that like with the boba menu so i was like uh so yeah i came up on her right side and I was like, hey, Stephanie. Uh, and then she didn't say anything. So I walked around to the other side because there's kind of like, a, you know, the mall map in a weird spot. So she was kind of like standing almost behind it. And so I walked around to the other side, but I was open. And I said, hey, uh, I'm Anthony, you know, from Facebook, whatever. And she was like, she's like, oh, yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and she's like, I I'm I'm really nervous at first with people. So I'm like, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I, I, anxiety is something that I've dealt with uh, in my lifetime as well. And I could understand, like, being nervous or what have you. Um, but we got the tea. And, yeah, for being 32 with a kid, she was just very uh, – closed off like very nervous about everything uh, i mean i assume part of it is that i'm just like uh not to toot my own uh horn here but probably like way out of her league and i i'm i am a charming guy mm, yes if i may say so but uh yeah um <laughs> 
sorry. Um, but no, I think she's just a nervous person in general. And then just me being a stranger, someone that she's attracted to, uh, I think just made the whole situation worse. Sorry, I'll stop playing with that. I'm fiddling with snacks on my desk. Um, but yeah, so uh, so she she ended up wanting to walk around the mall, kind of go to some stores. We ended up going to like um, all kind of like anime nerd stores kind of thing, like um, the Lunchbox, and there's a uh, store literally called Tokyo Anime. So, um, yeah, it was pretty much just like she would walk into the store and then kind of go, uh, like toward whatever she was like interested in. And like, I was like, not really acknowledge me much. And then I would kind of do my own thing also because I was just like, well, I don't really know what you know, uh, like, I've never been in a social situation like this where someone just, like, that I'm here to meet just completely disregards me. So she went and did her own kind of thing. Um, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll, I mean, I have no interest in this store. I've been in here a thousand times. But I'll just look at shit and pretend I'm looking at shit and try to find something interesting. So I would come up to her, like, every so often or, like, regroup with her, whatever, she, if she was at looking at something for a particularly, particularly long time, I would come up and say, like, you know, try to make a comment on it, you know, like, a, it would be, like, an anime or, uh, I think, uh, what is it, Miyazaki, uh, the filmmaker who made, like, Ponyo or whatever, um, he, uh, I, she would be looking at a lot of, like, the merch of, like, the Miyazaki, uh, cinematic universe or whatever whatever it is um and uh i would you know try to like get her to talk about it and she just like always had these stern like one word answers but then she so essentially the whole time that we were on this quote-unquote date um i'm doing the air quotes in my in the past now from what you're hearing this over the microphone that you can't see obviously but the date was essentially uh, the whole time I was just wanting to leave. And I, I need to get the guts to be able to to just walk out um, when I get like probably the, after uh, we got the bubble tea and we were sitting down. I was already feeling like, you know, a lot of unnecessary friction of trying to get things sort of rolling with like getting some like good chemistry going and starting to like you know feel vibes with each other um but uh once we started going in the stores and i was like trying to engage her and she was just being she's here's just being blunt she was being a bitch man she's kind of a bitch (laughs) i think that's what i think this whole story is just me (laughs) getting to the fact that this girl was kind of a bitch man she stinks i I didn't like her i didn't like her at all (laughs) oh yeah i mean uh this this whole story i've been talking for almost 15 minutes uh, uh, giving all these details (laughs) little bits of quirky things about this girl I could have just said, man, she was a bitch. She's, I hated her. <laughs> I wanted to leave the whole time. She stunk. Uh, it was not funny, not interesting, none of that shit. So. <laughs> so that was, that was Tuesday. Um, and then, uh, and then Thursday was, was a great time i i really had a good time on thursday i mean uh after work went to uh the, a place in tacoma it's not the tacoma comedy club but it's like a little tiny uh coffees shop diner dive type place that uh i guess moonlights is a bar uh just a karaoke bar and in this case a comedy bar um, and it was what they call a uh, naked brunch. And so what that is, is it's not at brunch time. So I don't know why they call it that. It's at like nine o'clock at night. That's when it starts. 
Um, but they have a host who's just like uh, like a cool alternative uh, kid with like long hair and glasses and he's sitting on a stool and he's like the host and you get up on stage and the idea of the naked brunch is like you come without any actually actual comedy material you know usually stand-up comedy they're going to uh have you know there's a point where comics will do open mics to kind of uh try out material um try out a few ideas and kind of improv with themselves um and then they kind of take what was successful from one night transfer it to the next and so on and so on and so on and then they eventually develop a full bit that aside from a few uh maybe words or um ad libs here and there is almost exactly like a word for word like performance like almost like singing a song where uh they're gonna sing it the same way every time but maybe they'll throw in a few extra words or like audience involvement to kind of change it up a little bit but that's usually how comedy's done and so the whole idea of this naked brunch is that you come in no material and i was prepared for that to just kind of bullshit i don't think i'm good at uh i mean i'm not good at anything regarding comedy because i've only done it like a handful of times but i know for sure what i'm definitely not good at is like crowd work like i know that that is if that's like what comedy careers relied on and that was all they were, I would have no uh, optimism for even trying it. So, uh, But I was prepared to give it a shot anyway, you know? Um, so, but this guy on stage, he was just, uh, like, you would talk to him pretty much. Like, he would just ask people, like, oh, do you got anything to talk about? Like, you come up, they'd be like, oh, our next performer is... Anthony DeFrancio, yeah, give it up, give him a hand, blah, 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 you get on stage, and then, uh, and then he's just looking at you, and he's just like, all right, man, like, you got something to talk about, <laughs> and so I did have a few things to talk about, um, it didn't go well, the whole night before I even got on stage, because I was probably halfway through, uh, the entire event, you know, I was like number 12 in a list of over 20, uh, people who were meant to get on stage that night and leading up to me it seemed that everybody knew each other uh, they made it a point once I went on stage that it was my first time there um, and so a lot of the comedy quote unquote, I put in quotes in this case was uh, almost inside jokes you know like stuff where if you were hanging out with friends for years and years like you all as friends would think it was the funniest shit in the world but anyone outside of that is not gonna understand it nor should they nor should they <laughs> or should they be expected to you know and so i was seeing a lot of that and then there was this like uh there was this thing that just there was this person that just made me want the whole building to go up in flames and all the exits get blocked and uh just wish just wish uh n like a nuclear holocaust would happen an impromptu nuclear holocaust just where just in that where the first bomb dropped is on the roof of that fucking building uh with me in it too i'd be willing to take the sacrifice to stop this person from existing so there was it there it was this uh individual who had possibly ambiguous gender um that's a common thing in olympia and especially in these like kind of alternative scenes right um where i want to say they were assigned male at birth and they were playing more into the feminine role i think that's what it was and they were had uh they were black and they had like this makeup on don't first of all <laughs> don't raise your eyebrows listening to this when i say that they were black okay i'm just telling you the story I, nothing in this story has to do with this person being black or like 
black racial stereotypes or anything like that. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to paint a picture so you could see the individual in my mind, or in your mind. The individual in my mind that's being transferred through words and sounds into your mind. I, that's the only reason I'm mentioning that they're black, okay? Don't, nobody, you know, nobody find me and call me out. Uh, I'm just telling you what happened. This is the story. So, uh, and so they, I'll refer to them as they, because I don't know. I don't know their gender. But uh, they had, like, really, like, smooth, like, silky, like, oily skin uh, on their face. Um, they, were very, they were very dark. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a good scale is to give you the darkness. But they were somewhere between, like, Flava Flav and Little Wayne. Somewhere around there is how dark they were. And they were wearing, like, a blue jean jacket with matching like blue um jeans actual jean pants and they had uh spikes like uh you know kind of like punk spikes on the shoulders of the jacket and then pins and patches all over the jacket as well but the reason why i didn't like this person so much is because um i think it must be common in that room quote-unquote and with what kind of show is happening there but they were yelling out like the entire show luckily by the time i went on they were gone but uh whenever the comics were talking about stuff on stage th this person this uh never went on stage at any point during the evening they were just in the audience essentially there with the sole purpose of y yelling out stuff that would like completely you know stop and halt the whole like momentum of the show and so it was a disaster to begin with in the first place so the show stinks to begin with just uh just like put that at zero you know we're at a zero sum that the show stinks and and so you're only adding negatives to it after that like the the comics you know were just they're just people from the area around tacoma it's like uh they all know each other so they're using the inside jokes they are uh you know 20 year olds or burnt out like 50 year olds and so they don't really have anything to like talk about or they and they think they do you know um and so then this person was just yelling out stuff during the entire show. It'd be like, be like, oh, uh, you know, Mormons do this thing called soaking. This is exactly what people talked about. And like, oh, I, I don't know how it came up. I don't remember much of stuff that I don't find interesting. But I'll try harder next time to remember something so I can at least give you some uh, better examples or write, write something down or something. But uh, the... Uh, yeah, they're like, Mormons do this thing, since Mormons, you know, you can't have sex before marriage, uh, they do this thing called soaking, which is where you don't actually, like, pump to where you come. You just put your dick in a vagina, and then you just let it sit there. And then you, you know, you're getting some good uh, sexual stuff, but they, you know, don't see it as being sinful in that case. And then this person, I later on learned their name was Jojo. So Jojo is the worst person alive. Um, but it would be something like that. And it would be like, yell out like, sounds like Picklin. And then the worst part to me, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> something like that. I, it, it was that or worse. Like if you're like, that was, that's not funny. Exactly. Exactly. It's not funny. <laughs> so... Um, and then the worst part was that every, like, no one would be laughing at the person on stage, but everyone would laugh at this person. And, like, I guess, I mean, the, you know, if you're playing to the crowd and the crowd likes you, then that's what you're playing to. Uh, and that's what, you know, that's the whole point is to, uh, get approval from the crowd, right? Make the crowd happy. Um, but just this the the whole situation the whole uh environment was just like to where 
this person this person just shouldn't have been you know like it wasn't a comedy show it was more like these people all hanging out as friends like with a stage and a microphone you know what i mean and there was like me and maybe like three or four other people who were like yeah let's hear some comedy you know and we're all just looking at each other like what the fuck is this high school lunch table shit right now so and then i went on stage I didn't do well. I talked about uh, the only subjects I had to bring up were a uh, I was working in someone's house and they had a diploma for their child graduating preschool. And I thought that was just silly, a silly idea to have. Um, And so there was some boring, awful banter on that. I probably got the least laughs of the whole night. And before you're like, Oh, he's just bitter at people actually getting laughs and that he didn't get any. And that's the whole reason we had to listen to the last 10 minutes. (laughs) No, that's not what it is at all. I'm fine with not getting laughs. I know it stunk. I'm willing to admit it stunk. But I'm saying that I stunk and they stunk also. (laughs) That's what I'm I'm trying to say here. Uh, And so I talked about the preschool diplomas. And then I also talked about... Um, there's a billboard on the highway here in Washington and there's one right after the other when you're heading southbound. One of them says, beyond reasonable doubt, Jesus is alive. And I thought that was an interesting thought because if Jesus, like, isn't there like a ton of crazy people across America holding signs about the thing that's supposed to happen if Jesus is alive like isn't isn't the rapture like what the whole point of like worshiping Jesus is about is like hey man it's coming and fucking yeah you want to be on the right side of that that line drawn in the sand when when the rapture comes and frogs start falling from the sky or whatever um so I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was an interesting idea um and then, but then even more so, further down the road um, is a second billboard that says, Jesus was a friend to tax collectors. And I thought that was even funnier because it seemed like two signs that were definitely paid for by the IRS, <laughs> you know? Like, number one, like, all right, it's we're getting close to tax season. We're in April. I think it actually... This was, uh, you know, it's April 16th. I think, what, April 15th or some shit is the last day for taxes, right? Um, I got that shit taken care of early, so I never, you know, remember. But, uh, uh, so this was, yeah, so this is even more so playing to the case. Uh, if I go n- this next week and that sign isn't up anymore, then it's definitely a <laughs> propaganda from the IRS, for sure. Because this was on, uh... Like that was this is on like you know Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that that I noticed the sign and then on Thursday is when I was actually talking about it and so that would have been you know the twelfth thirteenth just a few days before uh, you know it's time to pay your taxes so this is this is all this cons- my conspiracy is all working out uh, logically and perfectly so first sign Jesus beyond reasonable doubt. Jesus is alive, which is another funny thought is that, like, beyond reasonable doubt, like, they proved it in court, like, they, like, the OJ trial, like, if the sandal fits, then Jesus lives, or, that stunk, I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry, I know what, see, I know what I stink, you so, I apologize, uh, for stinking, but, sometimes it's fun to hear someone stink too, right, I don't know. So beyond reasonable doubt, Jesus is alive. Second sign, Jesus was a friend to tax collectors. So my conclusion is definitely that the IRS paid for both those signs. So you could be like, oh, shit, Jesus is alive. I should, you know, try to see what's up with him, catch up. And then you see he's a friend to tax collectors, and he's like, man, I know I want to live my life as Jesus did. So, hey, man, I should probably you know, uh, give the government what they're due and pay my taxes. 
so that's what I talked about. The first thing I did when I walked on stage is I uh, told the guy, because he was like, this is your first time uh, doing one of these naked brunches here at the at the Jive, right? And I said, uh, yes, sir, it it certainly is. Um, I didn't talk like this, so I'm doing it for retelling purposes. I said, yes, sir, it definitely, it definitely is. And I said, I told him, like, you're really good at what you're doing up here. It doesn't seem easy to keep <laughs> these conversations going with people, uh, which is ironic because he wasn't able to keep the conversation going with me. Uh, but people got up there and they're literally just looking at him like, so what, you know, so what's up? What do we got? You know? And he just had to like come up with stuff out of the blue. Like, uh, you know, like uh, bad first date questions. Like if you had a superpower, what would it be? Uh, blah, blah. And then rather than like try to even attempt to be funny and be like, oh, it'd be to fucking, uh, come with a, you know, to come in, uh, my sperm always comes out as, uh, uh yeah, I'm, I'm terrible, aren't I? I'm just awful. <laughs> I couldn't think, I saw the time just building further and further and realized that I had a good idea, but then I probably shouldn't say it. And so it just died, died out. But I mean, I, you know, they wouldn't even try to say something like hacky and, and so be like, you know, I'd be invisible so I could fucking walk in the locker rooms and look at naked chicks right there would be nothing like that they would be legitimately like i think i would want to fly because that would save me a lot of money on air travel um and you know i do have my alaska uh free miles card but uh you know i feel like if i i feel like i wouldn't really need it if i <laughs> could fly like a like an actual bird i feel like that would save me a lot of time and money and energy and it'd be like sweet man this is some great material that we're listening to here so the first thing i did was i complimented him on being able to even he's pulling horseshit questions like that out these people were giving him just fucking nothing to work with you know including me i mean i'm not i'm trashing them but in the context that i am grouping myself in with them as well i know i stink too so don't don't ever think that i think too highly of myself while you hear this um, so, uh, I walked up and I said, yeah, you're really good at this, man. And I said, and he's like, oh, cool. Thanks. And I'm like, what's your name? And he told me his name. I don't remember Lenny or whatever. Cool, cool, uh, long haired guy name. And, <laughs> and, uh, I said, yeah, well, I was like, you know, it's, Funny is like, yeah, all I could think while I was in the audience is that you look like Keanu Reeves if he'd never left his house. And I was expecting, I was expecting like at least some chuckles. There was just nothing. Because he did look like, he like had long hair like Keanu Reeves, uh, like he does in like John Wick, right? Then he had like a similar mustache goatee uh, combo and he's wearing... But he was wearing glasses, and his nose was a lot bigger. Um, but he had almost a similar facial shape. But he just like looked like you know he didn't take care of himself and just was kind of like a video game nerd kind of thing. So I think comedy is works at its best when you just say stuff that uh, appears to be true or stuff that people could see as being true, but they just didn't put it into words. So I thought that would do awesome didn't do awesome and then we talked about the other two stuff two uh topics that i talked about earlier for the rest of the time that i was on stage and then the guy after uh i get off stage because he had essentially like a co-host kind of thing who would just do like you know do like a few like 30 seconds or so between people he gets up there and he goes oh man that was <laughs> he goes Oh man, that was Anthony, everybody. He's really sad. And I was laughing. And people went, oh. And he was like, he's like, well, no, I don't think he's sad, but his material is sad. And I would like to know from you guys um, what, uh, what about, if you, again, thank you if you made it this far, but what about that material was sad to, uh, what about that was sad that I was like, sh- 
were were they in support of giving preschool graduation diplomas to kids and they're like you know you got to give them a feeling of accomplishment somehow and i was just trashing <laughs> the idea and that's what it was wrong and maybe that's why it was sad or maybe because i told him he looked like uh, an ugly keanu reeves essentially and that was a mean-spirited but to me that's what comedy is it's got some mean spirit oh sorry that was my armrest on my chair but comedy has some mean spirit to it you know to me, that's a lot of the funniness because if you could be mean-spirited in the right way, you know, like if you just like, fuck you, I hope you die, that's not necessarily funny to most people. Um, but if you could uh, kind of give a little friendly jab at somebody um, and put it in terms of something that uh, – word it in a way that is funny – then I think that's perfectly, like, that should be a part of comedy, you know, whether you're doing it to someone in the crowd or someone on stage or uh, someone in the, uh, you know, media spotlight. It's all funny uh, in that way. Um, but luckily the night kind of ended with, there's a whole other story. I'm going to try to make this uh, less than an hour, and I got a couple more stories to go through for my week. Um, and we're at 37 minutes or so now, but, uh, uh, I'm going to just going to sum up the rest of the evening with comedy went awful. It made me laugh. Usually I would walk away, uh, or before last time I did comedy when it didn't go well, um, I felt awful walking away and I didn't do it for a long time. Uh, and this one, I walked away kind of laughing and giggling about the whole situation and just trying to put in my mind what I learned and what um, I observed from the people from that room in particular with those people. Um, and I'm going to do it again. Like, even if it goes bad every time I do it, it as long as they'll allow me to do it, uh, I'm just going to keep doing it because it's something where it, it's going to help my mind to, even if I go, I'm not getting the success and the results I want. It's really going to help my mind just to uh, put myself out there. And and uh, kind of going along with that leads to how the evening ended where I met um, like two people, a man and a lady who weren't together, uh, but the lady was an electrician as well. And I ended up hanging out with them for the rest of the night. Like I was done with my uh, stand-up bit by, you know, probably like 10 or something like that. 10, 9, 30, 10, maybe. And I was hanging out with them till like 2 o'clock in the morning. So, um, and I got their numbers and have been hanging out with, you know, been chatting with them. So, that was all cool, man. It was, uh, ended up being a really positive experience. Even though the stand-up didn't go how I wanted it to, um, you know, the whole evening ended up being something that, uh, you know, I want to have more of that kind of uh, energy and those kind of experiences in my life. And so just kind of, uh, I was proud of myself for just making the decision to just, uh, take those step, uh, follow it through and end up having a, a good experience, you know, um, one sec. Ah, uh, so uh, so that was Thursday, and yesterday was quite the day. Uh, yesterday would be, for those of you uh, laymans out there, uh, Saturday. Um, so I had a date with a different girl. Uh, she w is probably like the most interesting one I'm talking to. I'm probably talking to six or more at this point um she's definitely the most interesting just because i find that a lot of these girls they don't have maybe it's just the ones i'm talking to but they just don't have a lot of like personality like you try to get something out of them like get a conversation going ask like a stimulating question to lead somewhere and they just give you nothing back and this girl is actually 
reciprocating um, and like fun to actually talk to like a fun person good vibes when I met her on the date she had good energy uh, kind of rolled along with whatever kind of silly stuff that I was uh, pontificating about you know um, but the, the only problem with her is that she is a big girl and I don't <laughs> I am going out with her again for uh, practice purposes but she is a pretty big girl. Um, she's got a really super cute face. I love her face. Uh, but then, like, once you get below the... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being an ass. It is what it is, man. I mean, take it or leave it. Uh, <laughs> once you get below the chin, then it just all bulbs out. And she's even got, like, kind of uh, chubby fingers you know they look like you know if you put you like if you got those like little sausage rolls and uh like that are inside the the little single like it's just like a one pound of sausage inside of the one casing but then you like wrap some twine around it really hard then at at each point where the joints would be that's what it that's what her hands look like. And so she's really cute, really fun to talk to. But just the obesity <laughs> is what I have a hard time with. And so that's hard. That's a hard place to be in. It's a hard place to be in for dudes who like actually want someone interesting to talk to. But our fucking, our dicks are just always hard. So, I mean, but not for that kind of girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh. It's it's a difficult situation. I probably need to think about it more in order to have uh, some some way that I could talk about it uh, for an extended period of time. But she was she's awesome. Um, I'm probably gonna see her again, talk to her again. We'll see. Um, but then that evening, oh shit! That evening I went out for. Uh, just went out by myself to do some, uh, karaoke. Uh, there's a karaoke bar in downtown Olympia. And so I really wanted to, uh, I did it for my first time, like a couple weeks ago. And I had a really great time. And I also did karaoke on Thursday night. Um, and it, I just, uh, I finally have gotten to the point where I have enough confidence where I can go out there and sing uh, a song that I really want to sing because I sing in the shower I sing in my car I really do like singing regardless of uh, how good my voice is and so I just wanted to go out and do karaoke and I was like I'm just gonna go out by myself none of my friends are available have some drinks see where the night takes me um, and it was ended up being an awesome experience um, so I went up uh, so I got there Went up, first thing I did was put my song in the queue, because this place is super busy, um, and you just got to get in there, and people will go multiple times, so you'll be waiting all night for your song if you don't act fast, so I put in for My Name Is by Eminem, um, and then I was hanging out having a drink, um, then I, this is part of the reason I wanted to do karaoke, because it just is such a huge confidence boost if you bring the right energy so before me there's this little uh scrawny like cleaned up beautiful uh like businesswoman-esque looking blonde white girl and she was gorgeous and she i saw her she like tipped the DJ to like put her song on a little bit earlier than it would normally be, have been in the queue and she did uh this obnoxious <laughs> like really funny whether it was intentional or not uh rendition of uh I guess is it called the Humpty dance uh but essentially the chorus goes do the hump the hump do the hump the hump and it's like a 80s, maybe early 90s, like, rap song. 
um and she fucking nailed it i'm not gonna lie like as far as like a little white girl rapping like she nailed that shit um and but she was just doing these uh motions at one point she was flossing the uh microphone cord between her vagina and her ass like you know pulling the one cord up on the front side with one hand and then pour, pulling it up the back side with the other hand you know making like a floss like right in her fucking vag crease i didn't smell it when i went on stage after in case you were wondering i did not <laughs> smell it i kind of forgot about it to be honest with you i went up there and i was like uh i just did my thing and i was like yeah that probably smells like some fucking uh sea water anyway <laughs> So, uh, so I went on stage, I did My Name is by Eminem, I made sure I did the explicit version, which was a lot of fun to do, but when I went up there, I got up on the stage, I took my jacket off, uh, girls started, like, woo, <laughs> screaming about it, I'm not, yeah, I'm not that ripped, uh, or that hot, you know, but it felt, it felt good, it felt good for me, uh, and then I, just sung my name is i've been singing that song since i was fucking you know 12 years old so i know every word for it it just went well there was black guys high-fiving me when i got off stage and i'm like yo man i got i'm the shit <laughs> i got this you know and then i went and sat, sat at a table there happened to be a table that was open with uh four chairs around it um and so i just sat there and these very cute girls came up and just decided they wanted to sit with me and I kind of chatted with them for a bit uh then they told me that they were at the bar there's this just tired looking uh I'm guessing he has he comes from like a Filipino or maybe even like Native American descent just black hair scraggly almost like homeless looking with this like this green sweater on and this green sweater was like a material I don't think I've ever seen before it was almost like if you have like an old, like, velvet armchair, I think it was like a similar material as that. Whatever that is, like, f like a upholsterous felt mixed with silk or some shit. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what it could be. Um, but, <laughs> but they were like, yeah, see that guy there? Like we were talking to him outside. He seemed pretty cool. And then we came in here, and we were getting our drinks, and he pulled out a pipe and started smoking crack at the bar. And the bartender yelled at him. And I said, you know, rightfully so. I mean, you can't just smoke crack. But I think they, the girls kind of came over with me to, like, just have, like, you know, like a male there. You know, it was just them hanging out amongst themselves. I think they just wanted, like, a male presence there to kind of ward off evil spirits and it worked because the guy came over he sat between me and another girl and i just saw their faces like just completely like their eyes got wide they like kind of turned red they clammed up and so i before i before i kind of uh had done a lot of work got on antidepressants and that kind of thing i never would have done this where i went up to i turned around to the guy I said, yo, my dude, uh, can I talk to you over there for a second? And he was like, he was like, no, nah, no. Nah. He's like, you're just going to give me some like alpha male bullshit or something like that. And I said, I said, no, I just want to, I just want to talk to you over there. And he's like, all right, man. And he like, doesn't get up from his chair. He just, he pushes back from the table and like slings his chair back like three feet i mean it's kind of like a cool move um and he's like kind of faded on crack just leaned over in the chair this kid's probably like fucking i don't know maybe i mean i guess he had to be 21 right but I, if i were looking at him i'd say he's like 18 19 maybe but i mean he might have been able to get in the bar i don't know how but anyway um but I was like, hey, man, you are uh, these ladies here, you know, they're you're making them pretty uncomfortable right now. 
and he was like, man, you're just, you know, pontificating and posturing this male stereotypes. I was like, sure, man, whatever you say. But here's the thing is that you're making them really uncomfortable and you could do whatever you want, but hanging out around them is not something you could do. And then I just walked away and they were all like blown away that someone would do that. And I felt I never done that before is anything like that. I would usually be like, Oh, like, what are we going to do? Um, but it, it was like a good experience. And then fucking they were, I was these young ladies, they're 22. I was their, their hero for the evening. Um, and so I, they ended up going to another bar. I, thought about going with them but i really wanted to sing another song i had it in the queue and excuse me sorry i had it in the queue uh but i think while i was talking to them i missed when they called me up to do it so they went to another bar they invited me to go with them i was like no i'm gonna sing another song i'll catch up with you you know whatever um and i was waiting for my song in the queue and i realized that just by who I saw Q around the same time I did, that they had have already gone or they were already on stage. And so I realized that I probably missed my cue. So I decided to leave the bar, uh, walked out. In Olympia, there's, you know, like seven bars within like a block of each other. You know, you could just easily bar hop uh, just by walking a few minutes to the next bar. Um, so I walk up. Uh, I realize I'm going the wrong direction to the bar that they said they were going to be at. Turn around, walk toward the direction that that other bar is at. And when I get there, the first thing I do is I open the door and I see a girl who I hadn't seen in probably six or seven years. And immediately, we both just immediately recognize each other and we both just kind of light it up and we're like, dude... (laughs) holy shit uh her name's arena she's like kind of a weird girl i like her a lot she's like super skinny really slender kind of has this like uh you know she's wearing these uh black cargo jeans um that had like a huge chain that hung down from the hip and around to like the bottom side of the leg um and she has like a tattoo like she was wearing a like a top that uh, had a pursing, I guess would be the word. It was pursed in the middle. Like the top came around uh, on the backside, almost like a vest, but then it tied together in the middle. And that was like her only top. Like there's nothing underneath it. It was just like that top. Because she was skinny enough where there wouldn't be like tits hanging out everywhere, you know. Uh, so it she wore it like a vest and then it kind of tied up in the middle and then you could see she has these like tattoos going up like the middle of her chest i mean she's she's awesome <laughs> but um so uh, yeah i met with her and talked with her uh like i was gonna go in and you know essentially follow these other girls and be like oh you know let's we'll see if i can make anything happen with these these young gals but then i saw her and just stood outside the bar and talked with her for you know three three or four hours you know just like most of the evening ended up me just talking to this girl um and it was a good experience she gave me kind of some dating advice i mean i probably have potential to uh like have something going on with her but we both talked about kind of where we're at in life what kind of dating thing we're doing she's uh i can't remember if i said this earlier but she her main uh source of income is doing cam girl modeling and so she doesn't do the only cams that I'm familiar with are uh, ones where there's like a public room and uh, you come in, the girl has like a goal up at top at the top and you have to tip to get to that goal. So and it's always in tokens like it'll say, you know, uh, 10,000 10, tokens till I get naked and they'll just be wearing their shirt and their clothes and just talking to you and then you you know everyone in the room tips you know you tip 50 i tip 50 guy tips 100 guy tips a thousand whatever we get to ten thousand, then it's cool she's naked and then when she's naked it's like all right new goal <laughs> new goal uh i'm gonna uh i'm gonna 
put a dildo in my pussy and fuck it until I squirt everywhere for <laughs> 20,000. Then it's like, oh shit, man, she's naked. Like, after like 10 minutes of just looking at this bitch naked, <laughs> you're like, all right, I, gotta see, I wanna see her put stuff in her pussy then, man. And so you put, you know, so you do the, you do the whole cycle over again. You put a thousand, I put whatever. Uh, so she doesn't do that kind of show. She does, I guess, like private shows. And so I guess she's on call or guys contact her and uh, say, like, you know, I need to jerk off to you right now. And then she, like, essentially has, like, a private session that they pay for by the minute or whatever. And so that's how she makes all of her money like i asked her like she was a student when i first met her but this was you know again five six years ago and so now like her only source of income is just cam modeling which fucking bravo man because all women out there should be doing this like if you're wasting your time like why are you working at like mcdonald's or some shit like just sell pictures of your body naked and make fucking millions of dollars (laughs) why you're not doing that why all you women aren't doing that is just mind-blowing you know um there's a girl that i went to high school with that like i mean she at least got she got at least 20 dollars from me because she has an OnlyFans, and it's like dude you know how much like it's just one girl from high school and i didn't like fuck any girls in high school and so if all the girls i wanted to fuck in high school had OnlyFans, i would be broke because I, all I want is to see these girls naked. That's all I ever wanted my whole life. <laughs> is to see these girls that I wanted to fuck naked. And one of them did it. And I'm just like, sweet. And you know what? You know what? It's not that great. <laughs> she, I, I'm sitting there with my dick in my hand, like, jerking off. And I'm like, uh, this, you're really not that hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is, you're kind of a disaster but i love it it's just like the personal connection you have you know that that's the exciting thing but uh uh she so i could get into more about her stories but to surmise um saturday night last night was a great night uh, i think i learned a lot about dating i didn't get to a lot of the other stuff that I maybe wanted to talk about, but hey, that's a good thing. I didn't run out of things uh, to talk about. I wasn't, you know, was just sitting here going like, ah, what else? What else? Uh, yeah, so I'm drinking a smoothie. It's pretty good, you know. Not, not doing shit like that. Um, yeah, I got a few things to to that I could tease, I guess, for future episodes to come. I don't know. We'll see how this week's week goes. If this week's a boring week, I'll probably get to some of this stuff, but it'll be somewhere along the line. A lot, all of this is pretty much stream of consciousness, uh, me just telling shit how it happened and deciding to edit when I feel like is necessary. So, so the tease is going to be, one, uh, the girl I met at the bar, her name's Irina. Uh, stories of her interactions with guys while cam girling. Two, the mindset change that I've made from essentially less than 48 hours ago as of today to this morning as far as the approach I want to have to dating and talking to women. Uh, Three, is some of the stuff that I talked about with those people that I met at the comedy place on uh, Thursday. You know, we had some interesting conversations about the truth about uh, how much you would suck a dick for and uh, and how no guy's going to be honest about that and what factors all play into that uh, price tag. Um, and four, I, I didn't get any emails from uh anybody asking questions or making comments or anything so again if you uh have made it this far i appreciate you you've been holding on with me uh for an hour so i really uh can't say how awesome uh that is that uh i would be even within the realm of entertaining you (laughs) for that long but uh so uh so yeah if 
so no one emailed me. If you want to email me, the podcast email is fishlakefromhell at gmail.com. That's F-I-S-H-L-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-H-E-L-L at gmail.com. And you can ask me whatever you want. I'll give you opinions. I'll give you answers. I'll give you knowledge. I'll give you whatever I got, man. Um, uh, it, uh, the only thing I can't give you is, like, directions as far as, like, you know, I live on how do I get to my buddy's house. You know, I, don't, I won't know that shit. Just use Google if you need that kind of uh, information. So, so yeah, uh, lots going on uh, this week. Uh, hopefully lots going on next week. Uh, lots to catch up on. I'm gonna try to, I'm happy that I made it to an hour. I'm going to try to keep it within this area of one hour, uh, to like an hour and 15 minutes or so. I don't want it to be much longer than that, even though I could probably pontificate forever. So, uh, thank you to you, the listener, for listening. Thank you for downloading, especially, uh, look forward to seeing more of these podcasts. I'm going to be uh, consistent with them. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it, man. Uh, this is the Professionally Depressed Podcast. My name is Anthony DeFrancia. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Thank you.